Hello everyone, I'm Lucy from Dandelion Social, an outcome-driven creative agency specialising in social media management and content marketing. We help to ensure that businesses achieve their goals using modern day marketing platforms and strategies. Welcome to episode 66 of the Dandelion Social Podcast. I'd like to say a big thank you to our sponsors Supply My Business for their continued support. Supply My Business is a community of small businesses based in Kent in the UK that want to do more business locally. They are the one place where you can find all of the quality local suppliers you require for your everyday business needs and at the same time supply your goods and services to help meet the needs of local businesses just like yours. So once again, thank you to Supply My Business. First for today, I want to give you a quick update on what's been happening in the world of social media recently. First up is the new redirect method features on YouTube. Last month, YouTube announced four new steps that they are taking in order to try to help combat terrorist content on YouTube. In their blog post, they said, quote, one of our core areas of focus is more work to counter online violent extremism. As a first step, we're now rolling out features from Jigsaw's redirect method on YouTube. Over the past years, Jigsaw partnered with Moonshot CVE to conduct extensive research to understand how extremist groups leverage technology to spread their message and recruit new members. From there, they created the redirect method, which uses curated video content to redirect people away from violent extremist propaganda and steer them towards video content that confronts extremist messages and debunks its mythology. YouTube is rolling out a feature using the model proven by the redirect method. When people search for certain keywords on YouTube, we will display a short list of videos debunking violent extremist recruiting narratives. This early product integration of the redirect method on YouTube is our latest effort to provide more resources and more content that can help change minds of people at risk of being radicalised. Over the coming weeks, we hope to build this by 1. Expanding the new YouTube product functionality to a wider set of search queries in other languages beyond English. 2. Using machine learning to dynamically update the search query terms. 3. Working with expert NGOs on developing new video content designed to counter violent extremist messaging at different parts of the radicalisation funnel. 4. Collaborating with Jigsaw to expand the redirect method in Europe. This work is made possible by our partnerships with NGOs that are experts in this field and we will continue to collaborate closely with them to help support their research through their technological tools. We hope our work together will also help open and broaden a dialogue about other work that can be done to counter radicalisation of potential recruits." Next in the news, Instagram gives businesses the tools to keep comments in check. According to Engadget.com, these new features are part of its commitment to fostering a safe space. Engadget.com says on their website that, quote, Instagram has updated its API and is giving businesses access to content metrics as well as new tools for managing comments. Now, through the API, businesses can turn comments on and off as well as hide them. Business accounts already had access to these sorts of features already, but this is the first time Instagram has given them the ability to use those features through their marketing dashboards. These changes are additional steps in Instagram's commitment to foster a safer community and follow last month's announcement that the site will begin using AI to root out and block offensive comments." Finally for today, I am joined by Jo Dodds. Jo has a blog called Power to Live More, which she created in 2014. 
Jo says on her website that, quote, throughout my life, I have spent an inordinate amount of time focusing on productivity and technology. I had a Filofax early on, then a Scion, then an HP iPack, and so on. I've also loved food and cooking, and in recent years, I've developed a real passion for health and nutrition. With an 18-year career in corporate HR, and then subsequent years spent as a consultant in marketing and social media, I think I've got a bit of an eclectic view on business stuff too. So this business gives me a great opportunity to continue to learn and share to help fellow home-based business owners to live more, i.e. to do more of the things that they want to do, unquote. If you'd like to find out more about how Jo might be able to help you, you can visit her website at powertolivemore.com. You can also follow Jo on Twitter at powertolivemore and connect with her on LinkedIn. Jo also has her own podcast, Power to Live More, which you can find on SoundCloud and iTunes. Hi Jo, how are you? Good, thank you. Great to be with you. Good, thank you for joining us today. So, you say on your website you previously worked in corporate HR for 18 years. What made you decide to move away from that career? Uh, the main reason was that I wanted to have a baby mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't want to commute to London, which is what I was doing at the time. And prior right. to that, I'd been working in regional and national roles, so I'd been doing lots of travel, and I knew that I couldn't reconcile the two, Yeah. Uh, and um, so I needed to do something different, I didn't actually have any idea what that different was to begin with, <laughs> uh, and I mean, I got into HR purely by accident as well, so I, oh, I, don't, really? I don't suppose I should be surprised really, but uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that was the, the motivation, I, ne- I wanted to do something that I could do from home, I hadn't ever planned to start a business, but right. um, that sort of became the, the way of getting out of corporate, I suppose. Right, because you had um, another blog post that I think ended a few years ago. What was that all about? So my other, the business, well, so I, my first business was um, a local publishing company. So I published little A5 full-colour magazines, firstly yes. in Hyde, where I live, uh, and then I spread and ended up, but once I had eight, I had six that ran for a reasonable amount of time, and in the end I managed to sell four of them, and two of them I think are still going. Uh, so I was publishing then because I had lots of small business owners uh, wanting help in getting more customers I started to help them to set up websites and to set up their social media in the end when that came along but right. uh, at the time it was still very new it was sort of 2008 2009 right. um, I, you know I was still trying to convince people they needed a website in those days wow. <laughs> <laughs> never mind social media yeah, so nowadays we still we still have to try and persuade some people to use social media nowadays but trying to persuade someone to use a website that's Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I did that, and uh, and then social media, and then I realised that social media was becoming more important for corporates around employee engagement. So going back to my HR roots, but with much more of a focus on uh, employing people well, and uh, you know having a successful business because you're doing that, um, and using tools, uh, you know, digital and social tools for engaging people through collaboration and communication, all that sort of thing. So yeah. I started looking at that in 2012, wow. uh, and then the Power to Live More stuff came along a couple of years later. So I, I do, I, I sort of think, I, I switch between thinking, oh, you know, I'm so flexible and I have a, a number of skills that I can turn my hand to various <laughs> things, and thinking, oh my God, I can't keep my focus on anything for any length of time. <laughs> But in my defence, in my defence, I suppose the engagement bit that I do now in corporate is what I've done, you know, my, most of my career. Yeah. And the power to live more stuff being 
predominantly around uh, or sort of certainly anchored in the whole productivity and organization piece, that's again something that has always been a focus for me throughout my whole career. You know, not I wasn't teaching that, but it's something that, you know, I, I talk about the fact that I used to have a file of facts and I had a scion and, you know, all the gadgets and everything yeah. to, to help with the, that sort of thing, you know, yeah. way before I started helping other people. So. Wow. So what is Power to Live More about and how did it come about? So a few years ago, two, uh, probably three years ago now, I, I use a tool called Pocket, which is a, an app that you can put on your phone, on your PC and your devices to enable you to save articles that are um, something you want to read for later. And you can then read them on any of those devices. And every year at Christmas, they send a an email to say, you know, you're, you've read these many words this year, this is what you're reading, and, and so on. So I got an email saying that I was in their top 1% of readers, which I thought was pretty impressive, considering mm-hmm. it was articles, yeah. uh, not books. I think I'd read the equivalent of 33 books, but in articles, which I thought was quite interesting. Oh, but it said, oh, you've, you've been reading things about hashtag productivity, and hashtag social media, and hashtag uh, food, and health, and so on. And it didn't mention employee engagement, or HR, or leadership, or management or any of the stuff that I was actually delivering to my clients at the time. <laughs> I thought, oh, interesting. So as I now would say, I sort of looked at, well, you know, when you talk about doing stuff that you're really interested in, that you really enjoy, and whether you can, you know, do that to help other people, uh, I thought to myself, oh, I need an outlet for this. So I actually decided to set up a website called Striving for Improvement, right. improvements.com, and it's going to be an under-the-radar blog of me just doing stuff but not selling anything or providing a service or anything. Um, So that's what I started to begin with. And then it very quickly morphed into Power to Live More. And so the power stands for productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Live More bit is about getting that stuff sort of in place and, and, and working well so that actually you get more time to do the stuff that you want to do so it's not about being productive and well and getting all the energy to just do more um it's actually about doing more of the things that you want to do rather than you know filling that vacuum with yet more work and yet more stuff that yeah. you don't really want to do anyway partly born out of when I had my business to begin with working you know 24 7 I did um all-nighters quite often when I was going to print I missed loads of family occasions uh, I you know I really wasn't enjoying the family life that I'd started a business to be able yeah. to do to have um, and also a, a number of family members um, being diagnosed with cancer my mum died very uh, suddenly of cancer and her partner died not long after and then my father-in-law died last year so um all of that was happening and it was just sort of reminding me that, you know, this isn't about getting somewhere in the future and having all your ducks in a row in 10 or 20 years time. It's yeah. actually about enjoying what you're doing today as you go along through your life. And uh, that's where it all came from really was how, you know, how can you do that so that you are running a successful business, you are helping people, you are, you know, getting fulfillment from that, but also you're having the chance to enjoy the journey, enjoy you know yeah, your family definitely. life and all the things that you want to do. In my case, reading. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a tough one, isn't it? When you've got when you when you're trying to run your own business and 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 trying to um have family time as well. I find it really difficult. I, I think most of our listeners know that I've got a little boy who's nearly two. Um, and I struggle with the fact that he's growing very, very quickly and growing up very, very quickly. And I, a lot of the time, a, a lot of the time feel like I'm missing out on what he's doing and how much he's growing. So I now work around 
his and when he's awake and, and what he's doing. So I work in the mornings, generally take a couple of hours off in the afternoon and then carry on once he's gone to bed so that I'm not missing out on his growing up. No, exactly. And that's, you know, that's what I intended doing. And I did, to be fair. I mean, I, you know, when Ellie, before she went to nursery, I was, um, you know, her main caregiver whilst I was doing my job. I mean, yeah. like many a time I would have her <clears throat> sleeping in front of me with my hands over her typing on my keyboard. <laughs> I, I've done that. I've done that. Although when, as Ethan got a little bit bigger, he was trying to type with me. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Um, she, you know, she became known as the chamber baby because she went to all the networking yep. events with me and, you know, people had seen me um, pregnant and I was, a, I was a big networker at the time. So it was a natural thing to take her along. So yeah. uh, she did a lot of that. Um, and now she's the co-host of my podcast. So I know. She, I, I was, I was quite, quite excited yeah. about asking you about that one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so she reads the intros for me, which is just hilarious because I do, I do edit them. Although I keep thinking I must keep the the edits for um, a blooper thing at the end of the year yeah. or for when she's older or something because some of the things are really funny. But oh, my funniest one actually was the one time I wasn't with her. And she recorded the intro for me. So she's had to learn how to use Asana. She has to know how to use Audacity and how to set the laptop up and stuff. She's only 10, but she's, she's done that. And um, she, she recorded it. And it, my friend has a, a newsletter. And it's called Letters from a Small Island because he lives in a small island in Australia called Magnetic Island. Yeah. And um, she was reading the intro and she called it Letters from a smallestland.com. <laughs> And I, and I just couldn't stop laughing because obviously it's a, a you know, a sort of, um, uh, 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 you know, information for, for business owners to remember to either choose domains that don't get misread or that at least you put the capitals into the domain so that people read it properly because obviously she just read it as it looked yeah and I knew it was island but she just read it you know as it went along so that was quite funny oh, but uh, really but it's interesting funny. as well and I think you know I've, I've never sort of um subscribed to the guilt trip you know working mother thing and I and I also um I also don't ever sort of espouse the whole you know this is how you do it as a working parent type scenario as much as anything else because I live next door to my mother-in-law so I've only got one child and until my father-in-law died you know two grandparents next door as well so you know there were four of us who could be caregivers during you know her her time sort of thing so I've never you know really made a big deal about what you achieve or can't achieve because obviously I've got major support um but also I've done things like throughout her, her school career I've, I've coached her netball team at schools certainly the last three years I was responsible at this school and before that I helped at the previous school um so you know every Friday afternoon I've gone off and done netball coaching yeah. and I you know quite often I've done the school trips and if they needed help with things I've done it because I can rearrange my schedule to suit and yeah. you know my husband generally doesn't and can't because he's got a corporate job yeah um and yet, and yet, little Todsy will still have a conversation with me when she's in a mood about something where she tells me that I'm never available, I'm always working, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and it does make me laugh that actually, you know, we, we sort of, um, we you beat ourselves up. You spend more time with her than you would if you had a normal, everyday yeah. job as an employee, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, you know, I remember when she said that to me the last time, I was like, hang on a minute, you know, I've done this, 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 this and this. I wouldn't be doing this if I worked for somebody else, would I? And she, she knows, but of course she knows which buttons to press of as well. Course, <laughs> of course, definitely. I'm waiting for that time to come around for us, but we're not quite there yet. He's not even two, so we've got, we've got a few years to wait for that one, I think. Yeah. And the other thing, I mean, I, apart from all the support I've had, she went to a, um, a nursery at my husband's uh, job, so she was able to go like eight till six you know, right away. And yeah. then she went to an independent school for Key Stage 1. So, again, she was 
she was off there at sort of seven thirty in the morning and back at six thirty in the evening. And now, you know, she's she's had an after school club. So to be fair, I've never had to do the school run. <laughs> and my husband takes her to school, so you know, I can never sort of stand there saying, "Oh, it's very hard as a working parent," because really, I'm free all day to get on with my business. So yeah. you know, <laughs> bless you. So. How do you help people to become more productive so that they can achieve their desired goals? So I work with people around what I call my five fundamentals. And those all start with S because, you know, it's good to do things like that. <laughs> luckily, Why not? luckily, I managed to find five words that actually applied to what I do. Otherwise, <laughs> it clearly wouldn't have worked. No. Um, <laughs> um, but there, it's not a model as such, but, it, you know, it's it's things to work on in different areas of your life and your business to enable that to happen. So the, the five S's, are, the first one's about simplify, which is about being really clear about what you want to do and what you don't want to do, and then aligning everything to that. Yeah. And, you know, it's not, it sounds simple, yeah. simplify, it sounds simple. Of course, that isn't, you know, it, it is simple, but it's not easy to do because yeah. obviously you've got loads of stuff happening. And, you know, how many times do we say yes to stuff when we don't want to, shouldn't have said, but we did, and now we're stuck with whatever we've agreed to and all that sort of thing. So yeah. on one hand, it sounds very simple, on, on the other hand, and it can be, and on, on the other hand, you know, it's working through how do I, you know, what do I want to get, um, I don't talk about work-life balance, I talk about integration, so yeah. how do I want to integrate stuff in my life, what, you know, how much do I want to be doing this, how much do I want to be doing that, yeah. and being clear about that, and then making sure that that happens through you know, your activity and, and what you agree to do and what you don't agree to do. The second one's about systemize. So that's about uh, looking at everything that you do, whether that's your life or your business, and working out the, the sort of easiest way, the, the, the streamlined way of doing whatever those things are. So um, an example would be my email, for example. I, I pause my email and have it paused all day, and then I just unpause it once a day, and all the emails come flying in. I have a tool called SaneBox that... I use to, uh, as I like to call it, cut and dice or cut and slice my email box so that all the stuff goes into different folders yep. and I can quickly go through, delete stuff I don't want, read the bits that are really important, respond to people, job done. Yep. So I get probably about 300 emails a day and I clear to nothing once a day within definitely less than an hour. Wow. Um, Whereas I know that there are a lot of people that spend all day in their inbox and spend a lot of time dealing with email and actually feel overwhelmed by their email and probably yeah. don't get as many emails as I do. Um, because I'm, I'm certainly have... glad that I don't get that many emails. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could unsubscribe from a load of newsletters yeah. and I've got a lot less. But I you get like reading, less, but... so why would you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, so it's thinking about those sorts of things and, and constantly tweaking, you know, constantly thinking, well, that didn't work or that's mm. taking up too much time. So one of the things that I've done with that, for example, is that I, because I work in the evening after Ellie's gone to bed because I'm a bit of a night owl or a, a wolf, if you've ever read um, The Power of When, um, I, so I tend to do some work between sort of nine and midnight. And quite often that's when I'm dealing with my email. And then sometimes something's popped up in my email, which I really need to get done before tomorrow. And then that puts pressure on me to get that done. So I'm actively working on doing the email processing at, say, four yeah. o'clock so that I can deal with those things without it being right up to deadline, if you like. Yeah. When I, you know, so if I want to go to bed early, I can. But, you know, so it's constantly looking at those things and tweaking things. Um, but it's then also thinking about things like automation. You know, how can you get stuff set up so you don't actually have to... Um, do the whole thing you can press a button or you can have something using uh, a tool called uh, Zapier for example um, 
where you can set up so that you know if you do this then this happens and stuff you know goes on behind the scenes without yeah. you actually having to do that so the third s is about sharing so that's about getting other people involved whether that be your family or your team if you've got people working with you or outsourcing using virtual assistants and so on um how can you basically really drill down so that the stuff you're doing is the stuff that you most want to do you're best at doing um and you're not doing the stuff that uh you don't need to do and that you don't want to do mm. either and that sounds like a real utopia <laughs> but uh it's interesting you know one of my examples is writing show notes for my podcast yeah just became a bottleneck for me because i didn't like doing it um but i convinced myself there was all this other stuff i needed to do instead and blah blah and you know it went on it was a bit of an issue yeah and i found somebody to outsource it to and just doing that has freed up um you know the stuff that was stopping me getting it done and also it's created a lot of other uh, or, or rather it's knocked off a lot of the other tasks that I had on my list when I was doing my podcast processing and actually you know for a very small monthly fee I'm now exponentially in fact I've saved myself the, the transcription fee and I'm spending less on the show notes fee so I'm actually overall spending less money on something that's a marketing Fantastic. scenario and it's you know and it actually means it's happening and I'm publishing a podcast mm. every week again now Fantastic. Uh, so that's the third one the fourth one is self-care so that's about um, for me uh, sleep food uh, moving and uh, mindfulness mm -hmm. and um, I've been really interested in that since all the sort of health issues that were in my family and also some of the stuff that I've, I've got an underactive thyroid that I've had for years and I finally cracked how to um, feel much better even with that and so on um, and mindfulness for me uh, I read all the time how great yoga and uh, meditation is but I can't be bothered to do either of those two things <laughs> because my brain works too much and I should do them I've then... do you know I've tried them in the past I just haven't got the coordination to do it I end up with <laughs> legs and arms everywhere it's just like I'm going to cause myself an injury if I do this so I don't bother <laughs> yeah so my yoga thing is I know that I'd just be there going I don't really want my leg here or I don't I think I look a bit stupid so mm -hmm. I, I'd be completely not thinking the right things no. and meditation they do say that if you haven't got very long to meditate you should meditate longer or something like that you know it's one of those things that it does such a good <laughs> job for you that you should you know make the effort but what I do is I sing and um that is very meditative if that's a word um because you can't do anything other than focus on the music I do choral singing so it's complicated yeah uh, and really good breathing as well so you know so find the thing that suits you um and make sure that you are looking after yourself so that you have got the energy to do the stuff that you want to do and also you know that whole thing around resilience that you know you, you have days where it's a bit tough and that you're actually in the best position to do that I was listening to a podcast this morning and this uh, lady was saying you know self-care is really the first thing you know forget all the rest of the business stuff that you need to know about and everything yeah. else if you're not looking after yourself then you know you might as well not bother yeah. if you're not looking after um, yourself you're not going to be successful anywhere no no um and then the last um s is sustain and that um is all about how you keep this stuff going so how do you build routines into what you do and rituals um one of the things i talk about quite a lot is you know how do you make something so it's sort of an enjoyable thing that you look forward to so you do it and you know i give often the example of how i, I have my one cup of coffee proper 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 coffee proper coffee coffee um and i have that sort of late morning early afternoon and um i quite often will read some business book or some articles or something at the same time yeah. and in this nice weather i sit in the garden so well. it's uh, it's a lovely ritual that makes me feel like i'm really doing some self-care as well which uh, obviously then fits into that too <laughs> cool. so those are the areas so it's about looking at 
at the stuff. It's sort of in order. So you look at your simplify bit first and then you systemize. Um, but, it, you know, it's not sometimes not as simple as that, is it? You know, no. sharing, getting people Life to do Life is never as simple as it sounds. No, exactly. But I think, you know, that's why it's important to, to have people to help you with those things. Because, you know, I struggle to do it for myself in the same way that everybody else does. So yeah. having something to help you to, you know, look at those things and to challenge you. I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day and she said something about, oh, I'm I'm going to do blah because I don't think it'll work otherwise. And and I, I was in particularly sort of um, go for it mood that day. And I was like, you know, that just sounds like an excuse to me. <laughs> She's a very good friend. I was like, you know, don't use that as a crutch. You've got to blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking, oh, I'm getting a bit... Um, a bit bossy <laughs> but it was it was the sort of thing where you know I need people to say that to me yeah. at times as well because you you know uh, you get all tangled up you know I, I've um, dropped a few of my responsibilities in the last couple of weeks purposely as a result of realizing that I was doing stuff to please other people and it wasn't having a great impact on yeah. me for you know so many reasons including my mental health um, and yet I carried on doing it because I'd committed to it yeah what I had to do was unravel it, work out how to uncommit to it, but whilst you know keeping everybody keeping happy, happy yeah. um, you know, to be congruent that with that whole thing. So it's I always, whenever I present, I always finish with the last slide, which says it's all a work in progress. Absolutely, <laughs> everything is always a work in progress, and you can't be perfect at everything. So no, no, exactly. So you mentioned try, you, obviously. Yeah, well, of course, absolutely <laughs> try, but you don't always succeed. <laughs> so you mentioned your podcast. What's that all about? So it's called Power to Live More, although I was thinking only yesterday I must add in something around productivity because it's probably not very findable on uh, iTunes at the moment if you're looking for productivity stuff. Um, so basically I interview home-based business owners um, about their power um, and how they live more. So um, we talk about routines and um, how they manage their task lists, what apps they use, um, how they keep themselves healthy, uh, what they do if it all goes wrong, and uh what their day when they live more looks like and it's really interesting because I, I really do it for my own benefit <laughs> I've got a, a list of books I need to read the length of my arm now because I get a lot of books recommended but it is very self-indulgent it is about me finding out um you know resources that I can use and ideas and tips and everything so each and every one of my podcast guests I just love what they they bring to the to the show um but hopefully other people listening, you know, get yeah. some similar joy from it too. Um, so this, I think I've got 35 um, podcasts up at the moment. Um, some of them are just monologues from me, which is not my usual style. So I'm changing that. Now I've got my show notes woman. Um, so they're going back to just being interviews. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, some really interesting people on those interviews. And you must come on there, Lucy. Thank you. I would love to. I would absolutely <laughs> love to. I'm not sure how much wisdom I could give to people, but because I don't, I don't always have a set routine to my days. It, that obviously works around Ethan. <laughs> but well, I, the, but uh, I, the, the secret uh, bit of information is most people say the same. <laughs> the well, that makes always, um, that makes me like, feel a lot better. Yeah, well, you know, it's real people, real business people, and it's really to begin with. It's come about with firstly people that I just know, yeah. um, but also uh, number two show was uh, Paula Gardner, the lovely Paula Gardner, who's a a PR um, expert, and uh, she keeps sending me people when she finds people that she thinks will be interesting. So when we do the intro, I'm trying to think of new ingenious ways of saying that I I met them because of Paula. <laughs> but uh, but you know it's real people, so you know I guess it would be great to get some really big name yeah. so I can you know promote the hell out of it or whatever. But actually, um, you know 
I don't have people sitting there saying, oh, you know, I, you know, I get up at five o'clock and by six o'clock I've dashed off this, that and the other and blah, blah, blah. And, um, what, you know, what, I'm what time amazed. is five o'clock? <laughs> exactly. You know, I've got real people saying, you know, I try and do this. It generally works. But when I travel, it doesn't. Mm. And, you know, the children have an impact and, yeah. you know, whatever. So, um, and, and so many different people. So, you know, different ages, different backgrounds, different types of business. Um, and I mean, even one of them was, um, Laura from Shine Offline, she doesn't even work from home anymore because her business is all about not getting so overconnected and over sort of stressed by technology mm. um, because she found that she was. And so she set up a business where they help uh, people and, and um, people within corporates to, uh, you know, disconnect and not take their work home with them and, you know, so on and so forth. So she has an office purposely so that she does leave to go to the office rather than you know, gets all tangled up with us at home. So that's, that's my so aim. I, that's my aim. That's what I want. <laughs> you see, I'm the opposite. I love working from home. I know. Oh, I I, I enjoy it now. I mean, Richard and I, we lived um, before in a, in a flat, and we didn't have any space at all. Mm. We literally had our living room and our bedroom, and yes. our living room was our office slash living room slash Ethan's playroom, and yes. we. Especially me, especially me, but both of us, we found it very, very difficult to switch off from work mode into personal life mode. And since yeah. we've moved our house, we're now in a three-bedroom house. So Ethan finally has his own bedroom. Um, <laughs> and we use the third bedroom as our office. And we've got yeah. it all set up, so it's a proper office. It's got proper desks, proper bookshelf and filing cabinet and everything. And yeah. that makes such a massive difference to yeah. our personal life as well. We, we, we're able to close the door at the end of the day. It's, Ethan, it's our office slash Ethan's playroom, but mm -hmm. it's we can close the door on it at the end of the day and think, yeah. well, actually, I haven't got to worry about that. I haven't got to worry about tidying everything away. If I need to leave stuff out because I've got to work on it tomorrow, I can just leave it scattered across my desk. Yeah, um, exactly. So it does make a big difference. And again, when, you know, when you're talking or when I'm talking um, about stuff and, and, you know, what you can do and so on, you know, I, I exactly have to remember that, that I was very lucky that we have, um, a, a very rectangular, rectangular house <laughs> with, um, because we're on a hill, three levels, which meant yeah. that the whole of the middle level was our sitting room. Yeah. And but mostly we spend our time in the kitchen and dining room, which is downstairs. Uh, so I was able to chop our sitting room in half and create a, a bespoke office. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, to be fair, I did share it with my husband to begin with, but he's so messy, I chucked him out. <laughs> and then I did share it with little Dodsey for a while, but she's just as messy as he is. So now they they have their own. She has her bedroom and he has his own study upstairs. And um. Their rooms are terrible, <laughs> and I won't let them come in mine. I don't blame me. Nice and tidy. I don't blame you at all. <laughs> so so yeah, I do. I do think that makes a difference. I mean, environment and and creating what works for you. I mean, I actually have. Um, we've we've redone the sitting room since um, on account of our rabbit, the most expensive rabbit in the world, as it turned out. <laughs> we bought a rabbit and completely remodelled the whole sitting room to oh suit the rabbit. God. Um, but there's a desk in there, so I quite, quite often will go and sit in there to keep him company, but also because that sort of breaks the monotony of being in one place. So I quite yeah. like working in coffee shops, and I yeah. sometimes work in the dining room, so it is nice to have that um, yeah. flexibility. And, and I think that is important, it's you know, for people to work out what works for them and then Absolutely. do more of that. Absolutely. So um, do you have a set day every week when your podcast goes out, or is it just... As an, as an oh, don't ask me that. It's supposed to be on a Saturday. <laughs> I'm supposed to get it done for a Saturday, but the last few weeks it's been going out anywhere between 
probably Sunday and Monday. Um, but um, yes, it is supposed to be a Saturday, and it will be. <laughs> just at the moment, I haven't caught up with myself since uh, before. But uh, I have lots. Of, it's funny, isn't it? It's the um, the interviews are all done. I've got interviews all already done up until October for yeah. a weekly show. Yeah, you just haven't done the rest of it. <laughs> it's about to, but as I say, it's because of the show notes. Yeah. But. Um, and, and, and what's held it up is these monologues because they created more work. Whereas yeah. now I'm changing it again because you have to. I hate the word; it's really popular at the moment. Pivot. Yeah, I hate that word. Oh, I hate that word. But it is that sort of thing that you know you have to be flexible and make you know amends as you go along. Yeah. Um. So so it'd be much easier to be on time. So I could say Saturday and just do it, couldn't I? Okay. <laughs> but we could all say lots of different things, and it never happens. <laughs> Well, my podcast day is Friday, and Fridays end up being so busy. But again, that's been because it's been school, and I've been coaching netball and everything else, and summer holidays. So maybe are you need to change it so that you're doing it at the beginning of the week. So you're doing your interviews and recording and everything at the beginning of the week, so that it is ready to go on a Saturday. Yeah, so that if I put it off and put it off and put it, you know, I don't know about you, but I'll just still do it on a Friday. And and setting my own deadlines doesn't work because I know what the real deadline is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're very <laughs> we're very lucky as i said before we're very lucky in that my parents look after our little look look after ethan once a week so yeah. that, that's my most productive day of the week i bet it's the one with the longest to-do list as well yeah, yeah. i bet you stick everything on it absolutely <laughs> absolutely but because i don't have him around screaming in the background or wanting to play and everything i can focus and it's just like well i know i've got to get this done it's got yeah. to go live on such and such day so it's got to be done so yeah. it does get yeah. done sometimes i I might still be doing it at midnight or, or the doing the editing part of it at midnight but yeah, it's still yeah. it doesn't always get uploaded at the same time on a Thursday but no. it does get done on a Thursday exactly. it does get uploaded at some point on a Thursday yes yeah well I, I theme my days but obviously other things get in the way which is part of the reason why I've, I've reassessed what I'm committing yeah. to because um you know the days where you've got well every day I have something planned in so I have administration and finance and stuff on a Monday audience building on a Tuesday uh product production on a Wednesday income building on a Thursday and podcast on a Friday um but of course if you then get booked to do something with a client all day on Tuesday that's all your audience building time gone (laughs) and client things obviously take precedent but you know if it's because I'm off to do you know a radio show or go to a networking event or whatever then actually it's about deciding you know, is what is most important on that day, and yeah. are there other times that you can do those things, yeah. or is it that you know, the networking, for example, isn't as important as you might have thought it was originally? Now you've assessed it against other yeah. priorities. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been a pleasure talking to you, and such an insight into your world. And let's see that it's very similar to mine. It's been lovely. Um, That's all from me this week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found it useful. If you have any questions or would like me to go into more detail on any of the points I've mentioned, feel free to drop me an email at lucy at dandelionsocial.com. I reply to all of my emails personally. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at dandelionsm. That's S for social and M for media. You can also follow me on Instagram at wearedandelionsocial and like my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash dandelionsocial. I'd like to again thank our sponsors Supply My Business for their continued support. If you'd like to know more about what they do, you can visit supplymybusiness.co.uk. Each episode of the Dandelion Social podcast goes live every Thursday. To make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe. 
Thanks again for listening. Have a great week and see you back here again next Thursday for episode 67.